0: This is the Freddy and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Every man has his price. And I met Devin King, one of our guys behind the scenes. He has his limits when it comes to time and working out.
1: Did you hear him? Well, uh, you know, I don't want to go at five. You know, I don't want to wake up at five.
0: You know, good and darn well, <laughs> Dev, don't sound like that. You know, good and darn well, uh, Dev, don't sound like that. Uh, you I made I him sound am. like his name was Waldo Kane, not Devin Kane. I don't
1: want to go at five, Harry. Uh. Not, not trying to insult people <laughs> named Waldo. <laughs> but that's what you made him sound like.
0: It is Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. and Freddie Cohen. Appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Presented by Progressive Insurance. We think on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Seriously, so like some channel 80, as well as tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to do a little trust tree in 10 minutes. And we might upset you about your team and your NFL quarterback. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. Speaking of quarterbacks, ever since a certain guy named Aaron Rodgers decided to want out of Green Bay and... Go to the New York Jets, and the offensive coordinator he worked with in Green Bay is the offensive coordinator with the New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett.
1: They call him Mr. Hackett, right? That's his name, Mr. Hackett. Yes,
0: they do. Well, they call him Coach Mr. Hackett Rogers in, in New York. <laughs> yeah, they, they call him Mr. Rogers, just like Mr. Tibbs in that movie in the heat <laughs> of the night. So, ever since then, we knew the Jets could get the lion's share of attention. We're going to dive into if they are really the villains of the NFL. But, Terry Robisala had the Jets to say, had to say the Jets, excuse me, part of Hard Knocks and HBO that he has a message to his team that he wants everybody else that's going to play the Jets this year to feel that message. Hide your ears. It's about to get profane.
2: They're all talking about how we got to go through this team and this division and this conference and that quarterback. Well, they got to deal with us too. All the way across the board, I'll take everybody in this room over anybody in football.
0: One of the biggest pet peeves I have as a coach is when you're on a team that's not doing very well, and the opposing coach, whose team is doing well, walks up to you at the
2: 50-yard line and says, man, you guys play hard. F*** you. I don't want to f- play hard. I want to f*** you up. That's the mindset. No one's talking about how we play hard anymore. They're f- hating.
0: And that's exactly what you f- want.
1: Okay, coach. You know, that's the language I'm used to hearing on a regular basis when I was playing football for so long. You
0: should have heard Chris Russo this morning on first thing.
1: Oh, can we stop with the cursing?
0: Jeez. Oh, no, that's football. The reason I don't curse, Steven, is because I know how to talk properly. Jeez, can we stop the cursing for crying out loud?
1: Coach Sala can talk properly. Yes, he can. But, you know, he feels like when he's talking to his team and he's fired up that he wanted to use the curse words. Yeah. I don't mind it at all.
0: We should be embarrassing that kind of language on the football field. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Some of the things I didn't say on the football field to opponents.
0: <laughs> That's why I said that cause I know you would trampoline right off of that with me.
1: <laughs> My mama would tear me up if she knew the things that I said. <laughs> On <laughs> a
0: football field. But have you ever cursed in front of your mother? Heck no. All right, I was going to make sure. You no. know, I wanted to make sure, because the only time my mother ever heard me curse was on a football game. I think
1: I may have said two curse words in front of my dad, yeah. but it was like yeah. not like using it in a sentence of something else. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, so yeah. I I'm st- I, I still say yes, sir, no, sir, that whole nine to people older than me. So. I do the
0: same thing with Maddie and Freddie Cohen, my mother, but and my mom and dad, but she heard me curse on a football field because this guy and I were just getting into it. And, and after the game was over, she would go, Some of that rest necessary. And I'd go, Mom, that blankety blank was getting on my last nerve, and I had to teach him a lesson. My dad, all right, come on, let's go before you get on punishment so, you forever. You know
1: what? My mom hears me when I'm doing this because my mom listens to every show. So uh-huh. I know she's listening right now. Shout out to Stephanie Douglas. There you go. The holiest woman on earth. I'm, I'm telling a you right now, she sent me scriptures and stuff this morning. Okay. You know, to start my day off, she does that every week, probably about two or three times a week. Nothing wrong with uh, that. There's nothing wrong with a praying mother. But I love everything I heard from Coach Sala. Uh-huh. Don't come up to me and tell me we play hard. I want to you up. Yeah. Beep you up. <laughs>
0: go on with it now. I love that kind of talk. Go on with it now.
1: Let me go, go run through a wall, Coach.
0: <laughs> well, it's not so much that. that. from He knew that that message was going to get out when yeah. you do hard knocks. He wasn't worried about cameras in the room. He wasn't worried about no. microphones. He was like, look, any coach, and you guys, you know this better than anybody else. And I know this about playing football when I played. Anytime somebody will walk over to an opposing team and say, man, we have great respect for you guys. Anytime I heard that, I want to knock that coach's teeth out. And it wasn't an insult to us, but that was his way of saying that, we know you can't beat us. This is like a backhanded compliment. Man, yeah. man we respect the daylight out of you guys. One of my friends is Bob Sutton, former defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. was the head coach of Army. He got really sick and tired of hearing about that because he told his team, anytime I hear that, that means they know we can't beat them. Because if a, a team knows that you can beat them or they can't beat you, they have absolutely no respect for you. Or it's grudging respect. The minute they walk over, they're like, you guys <laughs> play, you guys play <laughs> hard. Man, we have nothing but respect for you guys. You're the kind of sons we want to bring home <laughs> to our mothers and date our daughters. The minute you hear that. They think that you guy, trash. <laughs> complete, 100% USDA prime grade A trash. They think you trash, Be- Yeah, because they, they know you can't beat them. And Robert Saw was letting his team know, are you going to stand up for something or are you going to get run over again? Because then half teams go, man, that New York Jets team, they're well-coached. We respect the daylight right out of them. That means they know that you can't I beat can't them. I can't
1: wait for Monday night. I really can't. Bill's like, Jets. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for, you know, tomorrow, the kickoff, but I can't yeah. wait to see Bills-Jets. Because, you know, I picked the Jets to win that division. Yes, you did. You know, so I want to see I still see think what, you're crazy as a I, Jets
0: fan, but th- go on.
1: Well, you know, sometimes, you know, crazy people got to do crazy things. <laughs> So that's why I picked him. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not exactly crazy, though,
1: it's, picking the Jets to win a it's division. Gonna be, wait, wait till the season finish. Right. Y'all going to see how smart it actually is.
0: Well, people will pay attention if they know it's good for them yes. when it comes to that. that. Hopefully, for your sake, as a Jets fan, I hope that you're more right than I am. You because know what
1: my brother from another mother, Takeo Spikes, called me? Oh, God. He called me the prophet.
0: Oh, he does? Yeah. So you should never give me information like that because <laughs> I'm going to use it against <laughs> you now. He called me the prophet. Yeah, man. anything that goes wrong and say, oh, the prophet was wrong again.
1: But you can't win them all. No, you're not, but, but majority, don't lose most. <laughs> but majority of the times, you know. Don't lose most. Do but, the but, the, what yeah.
0: happened with Duke in, in, in Clemson? Oh well you, did, you, well, you called that August 22nd. So that's like a whole nother prophetic thing.
1: Look at the prophet. As the prophet doing, doing his prophet thing. Things. All right, so be, be
0: a prophet right now in <laughs> terms of in the now. Are the Jets the villains of the National Football League? I, we know they have a target in the back because Aaron Rodgers is being there, but are they the villains of the NFL going into the season?
1: I'm going to answer this from a locker room perspective. Okay. It's hard for me to sit up here and say that teams are begging and can't wait to play the New York Jets when the Kansas City Chiefs the last five years has been the consistent of the National Football League, when the Kansas City Chiefs have been to three Super Bowls, winning two, and then winning one last year. You get excited to play the Jets because they're the next game on your schedule. I want to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the team that that, that are champions. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. Andy Reid's the best coach okay. currently right now in the NFL. So okay. from a player's perspective, that's how most of them look at it. Like, we understand the Jets are the Jets. Right. But Kansas City just won the Super Bowl. That's who we need to knock off.
0: So they're more villainous, to players, than the Jets are to the average fan out there. That's yes. what you're telling me. Yep. For my money, it's still the Dallas Cowboys. That's still the villains in the National Football League. I don't care if you're a player. I don't care if you're a coach. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're a, a, a casual fan or a hardcore fan because of what they've been able to represent, who they've been. We know why the Jets are getting attention because a certain you-know-who yep. left one green team to go to another green team. They do have a target on their backs. I don't know if I'll go the villain part. I will say I think there's Jets fatigue. I will say that because that's all we heard in the offseason. I think there's complete Jets fatigue right well, now you, with you that. Don't,
1: you don't think Jerry Jones feel, felt that way? Why you think he would oh, have got Trey tr- go get There's tra- too much damn news going on about the Jets. Let me go trade for Trey I didn't Lance. I think about it. Get this that. attention back on this star. Well, yeah, Nine with, billion. That's with, what the franchise is worth right
0: With that guy who does not want to be irrelevant don't put anything when it comes past to attention, them. you are spot on in that. I, I cannot deny that. I'll put anything past him. The only thing you can't put past Jerry Jones is money. <laughs>
1: And he's still been making a lot of it nine billion dollars with that star on the helmet. What did, he, what did he buy it for? One hundred and fifty million.
0: He literally bought it for two sh- two shillings and a nickel, I thought relatively I was about to say speaking. <laughs> no, uh, won't do that. Freddie and oh. Harry on ESPN Radio. That never pauses. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. We're gonna get fired by Friday for sure. Get a multi policy <laughs> discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save, and thank the Lord at Progressive.com.
3: Prescott, end zone, touchdown, Dallas. His stats are deserving of him being at least
0: top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown,
1: Dak Prescott. The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day, to take another step to being that.
0: He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, X and Channel 80. Don't forget about some tuning and always tell your smart speaker. They'll play ESPN radio. Two things for you. According to reports, Travis Kelsey has been officially listed as questionable for tomorrow's game involving the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions. And Nick Bosa signing with the San Francisco 49ers, according to Adam Schefter, the ESPN NFL Insider, $170 million over five years. million in guaranteed money. Makes him the highest paid player in the history of the NFL when it comes to defensive players in the league. That's in case you missed it. We bring in Shannon Penn. Noted Giants fan and noted Ruffian. We're going to do a little trust tree involving quarterbacks. Which do we trust more? What's not an option? Fence sitting. And yes, I'm saying to Harry Douglas.
3: Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Freddie. We're in the pre-show, throwing out a couple quarterbacks here. He talk Mm -hmm. about both. I'm like, exactly. both for what? Y'all yeah. better have yelled at me I tell my
1: mama who's yeah. listening. Yeah, both for exactly. what? Don't, and, ma- don't and, make Miss Douglas yeah, come on this line.
0: No, Mama,
3: call
1: in. At, yeah,
0: dude, she's not my mother. She's your mother. She's going to come <laughs> after you. Mama, and, call and, in. Yeah, and put it this. It wasn't like both, B-O-T-H. It like both, B-O-F-F.
1: Yep. Both.
3: All right, with that said, so I'm going to give you two quarterbacks. You guys got to tell me which quarterback do you trust more? oh Simple enough. Either or. Or not both. Not both. <laughs> not both. not both. Not both. Not of- both. Why are you so aggressive, me? I'm just saying. Team? I'm just wanting to let you know.
0: We- apparently, Brendan has gotten to it from the whole, you know, meatball sub incident. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bubba it's came in here off. aggressive.
3: Now it's all you. Yeah, you called me a ruffian. Bubba, the way he came in here was, all right, let's get to it. All right, Harry, <laughs> which quarterback do you trust more, Dak Prescott or Geno Smith? I'm going to go Dak Ooh. Prescott. And I understand Geno had a phenomenal year
1: last year, but. When you look at Dak Prescott, he's been able to do uh, play quarterback at a high level on a consistent basis for mm-hmm. you know plenty of years. Yeah. I just think you know when it when it has come to the biggest moments, he's come up short. But overall, if I gotta pick a quarterback
3: who I'm going with, I'm gonna go with Dak.
0: What he said is not even close. Let's move on.
3: All right, Freddie. Which quarterback do you trust more, Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow? <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: I'm gonna say Joe Burrow because I've seen what he can do with the Cincinnati Bengals. That pocket is empty with Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do to the New York Jets and what could be a lackluster offensive line. I'm going to trust that guy. If Aaron Rodgers was still with Green Bay, there's no question of going that way. I've seen what he's done with that team. But I want to see, as a Jets fan, I want to see exactly what this is going to look like because there's still a question the offensive line. I don't question Aaron Rodgers. But if you can't protect him, there's only so much you can do. As of right now, stop looking at me that way. I'm going to choose Joe Burrow.
1: Okay, well, I'm right with you, Freddie. Oh, really? When I sat there, uh-huh. and, I, and everyone knows how you much you were I love. You say Aaron Rodgers, and, didn't you? Everyone knows how much I love A-Rod. But when I was at that playoff game when Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals played the Tennessee Titans, and he got sacked nine times. Mm-hmm. And it didn't bother his play. He didn't get a happy feet. He didn't want to escape the pocket. He didn't want to look down at the rush. He continued to look downfield and deliver the football. Led his team to a victory. They went on to go to the Super Bowl. And then followed that up with an AFC championship appearance with an opportunity to win that game. 3-1 and versus Patrick Mahomes. The best player in the National Football League. I'm going with Joe Burrow, too. I still love you, A-Rod. Don't take it personal just business.
3: All right, Harry, <laughs> next quarterbacks here on the list. Which quarterback do you trust more? Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Well, Why y'all got to do
1: me like this? Y'all know Lamar Jackson is is a Louisville alum. But I will say right now, um mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts because you have to factor the injuries that Lamar Jackson has had the last 2 years. I understand what the Baltimore Ravens were as a team, in both of those years, in 2021, they were the best team in the AFC, uh, in the conference as a whole. Last year, they were the best team in the AFC North. But being able to play their entire season or most of the season, I think that means something to me. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts.
0: I love myself some Jalen Hurts, but I'm not going with him over Lamar Jackson, especially now on Lamar Jackson. Has Odell Beckham Jr., they drafted Zay Flowers out of Boston College. I think he's going to be the next great slot receiver in the National Football League. He could be a matchup nightmare for that third corner, that safety, that fifth corner, whatever that's going to be. And Rashad Bateman, before he got injured last year, he was balling out for the Baltimore Ravens. But then again, everybody got injured for the Baltimore Ravens and he made the playoffs anyway. I think Lamar Jackson having that with that offensive line and Mark Andrews, one of the most underrated players in the National Football League, I love myself some Jalen Hurts. But I'm trusting Lamar Jackson more than just a little bit. Part of the trust tree. Which quarterback do we trust more? We got Shannon Penn bringing it in. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Once again, here's Mr. Ruffian himself, Shannon Penn.
3: All right, Freddie, which quarterback do you trust more, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Is
0: there a third option?
3: (laughs) 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 got you, somebody else. I'm going to trust Deshaun
0: Watson because I think we're going to see the return of the Mac that we saw when he was with the Houston Texans. The last time we saw him in a full season, where everything collapsed around him, that organization disintegrated. They gave up on him. But each and every week, he played his you-know-what off. Now, all the things that happened since then, yeah, that was self-inflicted. But if we get anywhere, if we get 75% of Deshaun Watson, what we saw back the Houston Texans, this Browns team is going to win 10 games. This Browns team with that defense is going to be in the playoffs. Russell Wilson... <clears throat> He may be on future's payroll by the
1: time this season is over.
0: <laughs> I'm going to trust Deshaun Watson a little bit more in Cleveland and Russell Wilson in yeah, Denver. Yeah, so
1: I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson as well. And, Freddie, I'm right with you. I don't think Deshaun Watson, uh, with the surroundings that he has in Cleveland, because the makeup of the team is different. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand that. What he did in 2020, over 4,800 yards, completed 70% of his passes, 33 touchdowns and 7, seven interceptions.
0: With a 4-12 and 12 the,
1: team. Yes. The offense was more spread out. Nick Chubb is the bell cow back that offensive line those tight ends you do have Amari Cooper I don't think he has to play like that Amen for the for the Cleveland Browns to be in a good position to contend so but I'm going with Deshaun Watson I ain't going with no damn Russell Wilson
0: Wow, he put Damn next to his first name. First name, Damn Russell. Last name, Wilson.
3: Harry, why are you looking at me, man? Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I think think Harry's making sure you're public enemy number one to him now. All right, here we go. Next
3: quarterback's on the list. Which quarterback do you trust more, Harry? Mac Jones or Daniel Jones?
1: Devin Kane, get on the mic. Why are you looking at me like this, you Giants fan? Because
3: there's one answer here. There's one answer. If you're asking me.
1: Well, if Mike Jones made the playoffs in his rookie season. Don't do it. I know. Daniel Jones made the playoffs in his rookie season? You better
3: flip the script. <laughs>
1: I just told you my answer. Who is it? I'm going with Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, you better. You better. <laughs> but, I mean, Daniel Jones is a dual-threat quarterback, right? He can, Keep going. He can do it in the run game. Uh-huh. We're hoping that he is, you know – Danny Dimes and not the big Apple turnover this season. So if he is the big Apple turnover, we're going to hear that a lot on every show that I'm on. You better pray. You better pray, Devin Gaines. Did you just come up with that big Apple turnover? You had to have. I got it from somebody. Oh, you did? I got it it from somebody. That's fantastic. I told him I was going to steal it from him.
0: I don't care who came up with it. That's fantastic. Bother am 100% with you. (laughs) There's no way you can trust. You couldn't even trust Mac Jones maybe right now over the back of quarterback of the Patriots based on what we've seen the last season. That's why Bill O'Brien is there. Not to turn around Mac Jones as a quarterback to make him play well and play better, but that buffer between Belichick and Mac Jones, that's like a reality show, like Real Housewives of New England with these two going on there. Whatever Mac Jones has done has not been enough to stay out of Bill Belichick's crosshairs. That's why Bill O'Brien is there. I'm with you. I'm trusting Daniel Jones more than Mac Jones.
3: All right, the last quarterbacks on this list, and we're asking which quarterback do you trust more, Freddie? All right. Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence?
0: Wow. Uh-oh. I'm going to trust Trevor Lawrence because he has a better head coach. He's got a quarterback whisper when it comes to Doug Peterson. We saw what that looked like last year. Now, Justin Herbert can ball. You can say, you can say people fanboy him too much. That guy's a lot close to being a elite quarterback that people want to give him credit for. But we're talking about which quarterback do I trust more. And I trust Trevor Lawrence more because I got a guy, that his coach, that I trust that can be better for him. I still worry about Brandon Staley giving away games. With a guy like Justin Herbert, no matter how great I think Justin Herbert is at the quarterback position,
1: I think you you hit the nail right in the coffin. I think you you, you said that's another new one. Yeah, <laughs> did I say that wrong? No, I said it right. Right, no, you said the nail it right. in the coffin. Yeah, You said it right. when, when I it's look a nail at nail the, in the head, nail in the head. There you go.
0: I like nail in the coffin better.
1: When, when when you look at the head coaches and you look at Doug Peterson, who played in the National Football League, who was able to win a championship and go down there to Jacksonville and uh, allow Trevor Lawrence to be on a different path when it when it comes to the quarterback room, right. that's something to be said for. Yeah. Also, Doug Peterson, from a play-calling standpoint, uh, I think it's better than what Kellen Moore has, and I know that's who, that's who Justin Herbert has now. Not saying that Kellen Moore is a slouch, and right. I think he's going to be better for Herbert, but I just think overall, when I look at Doug Peterson, I'm picking him over Brandon Staley, okay. so that's going to allow yeah. Trevor Lawrence to be better. Also, let's not forget, they got a guy named Calvin Ridley coming to that team, Who's going to have
0: 90 catches this year. Going to average about 14 yards per catch and about 11 touchdowns. Remember, you heard it here first. That guy is an elite wide receiver. J- wait, Justin wait, Herbert
1: wait. was up 27 to nothing, right? Against and a lot Jackson. of people will. He, did, he didn't play defense. He didn't give up the points. Well, damn, they ain't scored that many either. I
0: was going to say, he didn't, he didn't keep drives alive.
1: He didn't score that many either. Yes,
0: he did. He scored zero <laughs> in the second half.
1: Phenomenal talent, though. Phenomenal talent.
0: You you can't question his arm strength, and he's better than people thought, but he's an elite quarterback, in my opinion, a lot closer to being that way. But that Trevor Lawrence guy with that offense and that system and that coach, I'm going to trust him a little bit more. Coaching matters. Always does. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cohen. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on Freddie and Harry, excuse me, on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SirXXM Channel 80, and also tune in. I knew I was going to do it one time. Knew I was going to do it one time. It's going to be a fanboy moment for both of us. Thanks to our next guest. Believe me, you're going to want to join us as we get our swoon on on Freddie and Harry on ESPN
1: Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any...
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on TuneIn and tune in. tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It's fanboy moment for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Because anybody that knows New Edition or BBD, Bell Biv DeVoe, when you hear the name Michael Bivens, you're like, yep. That was my dude back in the day, and he's our dude now. He has a great new documentary sharing his life story, his success story, called The Hustle. Talk about that. It is a pleasure to bring in Michael Bivens, entertaining entrepreneur. Hit him on the X at 617-MIKE-BIV. Number one, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Mike Bivens. Thank you so much, number one. Number two, what would Michael Bivens of 2023 tell Mike Bivens back in 1983 when new edition was first getting started?
4: Baby, you're about to do this for 40 years. All I need you to do is sing and dance, play ball, smile to the people, hug everybody, kiss some babies, and just have a joyful ride because this is going to be a ride you'll never forget. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our 40th anniversary, and that's what I would have told myself. There's something special down the line in 2023. Absolutely.
1: Cause I need somebody
4: who'll stand get it. Get, by by me. Me. get it, Harry and Michael. Do <laughs> the good times and bad times. Bad. You know, Do that always thing. Be, always Here we go.
1: Always be right there. <laughs> <laughs> go get it. Go get that note. <laughs> Absolutely, Harry.
4: <laughs> no, nah, but man, like
1: it's it's the longevity. When you're able, it doesn't matter what you're doing, though. When you're able to have longevity in anything that you do, it tells me that you've been consistent, you're a hard worker. What's one of the things, Michael, that you can look back on and say, you know what, that altered, that changed my life because my mindset was different? Good question.
4: I always felt like I was an underdog. I always felt like I wasn't good enough when I first started a new edition. Always felt like my artists, Boyz II Men and ABC. When I was at Motown with my production company, I had to fight for them to be released. Um, You know, just things that you feel as though you find yourself trying to convince people that what you have is good product, and that's it, man. That's all it's been for me. Everything, even my documentary. You know, when I was um, putting it together. I reached out to a lot of my friends who I don't want to go under the bus on on ESPN. Mm -hmm. But some of them didn't even call me back. Some of them didn't even help me. And I didn't want no money. I just wanted a runway. Like, yo, just help me get up there. I invested in it in myself. And um, I directed it. I put everything together. I was just looking for someone who I thought was great to partner with. And um, it just shocked me that um, I couldn't get the support. And once again, you know, the documentary went number one across two or three platforms in the first 24 hours, man. So I, I just find myself being an underdog that um, just keeps being resilient. And I just think that's been my story, as, as crazy as it sounds. And everything, even BBD, everything that's great to people, to a certain degree, we I had to fight for to make happen. They just didn't see it at the beginning of the conversation.
0: Wow. The legendary Michael Bivens from New Edition BBD. Hit him on social media 617. Mike Biv has a great new docuseries, I'll Call the Hustle, about his success story. Joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying right there because the Hustle's getting, like you mentioned, great reaction. It's a fantastic docuseries. You leave everything out there. You don't take anything off the table and put it underneath. But you always talk about being an underdog. How much does this help you, having this docu-series out there about you, kind of maybe erases that in your mind, Michael, about being an underdog?
4: Well, it it just shows me that my route and the highway I was on was just different. It it was one of a marathon. It wasn't a hundred yards. And, you know, when you realize that um, a little bit of patience, a little bit of vision, and a lot of faith – that's kind of like how I describe myself because everything I had to do, I had to see it. I had to wait for it. And I had to believe in it. And, um, you know, that's just my motto. You know, I, I never been the, you know, over anticipated, highly expected, no high bar. It was never that, but every success I had is monumental. Boys to men singing at the Olympics, bbd bringing hip-hop and r&b together in infusion me bringing street ball to the music business you know all of those things are milestones new addition um bringing hip-hop our um, hip-hop artists on tour so they could play in arenas in 1983 when rappers couldn't play in um arenas due to you know maybe they thought it was violence sure. they couldn't get an insurance to cover it so I look at it like, man, it, it was a different way to win. But um, I guess it's like, you know, just who I am. I, I was just supposed to win everything different, and I accepted it.
1: And you know what I'll tell you? And I, I just heard this message recently in church, and it was very beneficial for my life at the time, about two months ago. And the pastor basically said, God would never hit pause without a cause. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just. Just basically, you know, sometimes the timing of things mm. might not be right in his eyes, but it's getting you ready for something that may be bigger at a later time and a date. And just because he hit pause right then doesn't mean that things still can't happen. It's just that maybe he has better things for you down the line. And I can honestly say that about you, my brother. But I want to talk to you about this NFL season, man. You know, it's about to kick off tomorrow night. Who you, who you got look uh, winning the Super Bowl this year?
4: Man, I don't know. I mean, shoot. We got a tough division, you know. Mm -hmm. We got those Jets up in there. We got that Baltimore up in there. Miami, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the Pacers is always home. I mean, I, I can't call it. You know, I'm waiting for tomorrow. I'm waiting for Sunday. And I feel like we need to do this again next week and then the week after number one, you, you got an you open need, invitation that that you don't even yeah, ask yeah, for that Michael me, you, yeah give me a, give me a minute to see it because see naturally, my first step is I'm a basketball player, right, and my second step is I watch football, but you know, I like to watch and see what someone's defense is doing. Like, I don't get caught up in the the overpaid quarterback or the the bruiser running back or the high-flying wide receiver. Like, okay, great. I know you can score, but can your defense stop the other team from scoring? Do you have a soft interior that, you know, gets run over, that doesn't know how to stop, that doesn't know how to keep the ball right at the line or just finds the – the flag and the pole keep moving down to the point they run it in, and boom, boom, boom. Then they they so confident with it they could do two points. Right. I like to see who really is like yo. No one's scoring the most on us. We've had the, the least amount of points scored on us. That that defense molds a team, and I and the offense to me is the icing on the cake. So I'm waiting to see who's the bruising squad of the NBA, NFL. And I probably put my money on them because I think um, anytime your back is against the wall, you don't have to go to the fourth down because you have confidence in your defense. Mm.
1: Who is your basketball
4: team? Um, I like basketball players. There's oh, a difference. Okay. You know, I, I, I get my tickets, my comp tickets to the Celtics and, I love them, but I yell at them sometimes because Uh I'm a point guard, naturally. Like, if you look at the documentary, you could tell, you know, basketball is my love. I like whipping and dipping and getting getting real nice and fancy with the rock. But I I, I just find that even with that, with the Celtics, I just feel like every team should have a vet on the bench. Don't have to be a high-paying vet. Hello. But someone that could talk to the young players to help them understand when you get to the playoffs, that's one level. When you get to the semifinals, that's another level. If you make it to the Eastern and Western Conference finals, that's another level. Let them know, God willing, you make it to the finals. So if you got a bunch of young bucks that don't understand what's in front of them, the team on the other side of the court, because you don't got a journeyman in the bench, how do you win? Where's the wisdom? And the coach could be young. So where's the wisdom? It can't be the commentators. It can't be the veterans who are in the stands. They're not in the huddle. But who's on the bench to say, yo, go to the paint, or yo, shoot the three, the weak sides over there. And I feel as though every team, or at least Boston, should have a vet. And I've been screaming that for three years. (laughs) We look great for three years. Mm -hmm. But guess what? We ain't won in that three years. We, did, we got to the Eastern Conference. We got to the finals, whatever. But we still ain't won, and I think that makes a difference. When we won in 08, we had a couple of vets on the bench. Sam Cassell, Brown, those guys made a difference. And that's why we beat the Lakers. I look for that. The respect is in the wisdom. Wow.
0: Great, great stuff from a guy who's gone from a YB, a young buck, to an OG, meaning Michael Bivens, and he's always going to have that wisdom. Check out The Hustle. It is a great docu-series yeah. on his success story. An absolute pleasure to have the man from New Edition and BBD, but he is Michael Bivens, entertainer, entrepreneur. Hit him on the X at 617-MIKE-BIV. mister
1: Telephone Man. Easy there,
0: Harry Douglas is doing and
4: Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio. Yo, yo Fred. Yeah. Yo, Freddie, Harry, can I ask y'all a question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Have at it. Can I sit on y'all's bench, man? No, no, Let me come no, up and I'm, get on no, no, bench, I'm, on, no Listen, I'm on the, the bench. No, Michael Bay. I'm going to tell you why. No, no, I'm going to tell, tell you why I want to be on y'all's bench. One, that? y'all are proven champions. Two, I like your uniforms. And three, <laughs> I like the way you sound. When you're running on the court, can I get in the game with this show? <laughs> Please, can I be the journeyman that sits on this show every now and then? I am trying to get a spot we'll put, on this team, we'll, a winning team. Well,
0: will put it this way you got a spot on our team any, anytime, anywhere, but I'm going to be on the bench. You're going to be in the starting line. That's how that's going to go, as far as that goes. Well, Freddie, well,
1: you, you're going to have to go because well, I damn
4: sure ain't going to the bench. Well, the, good thing, the good thing about that right. The good thing, we, got a, we got a national anthem singer. Yes, we do. You know, we got a great guy coming off the bench. Yes, got true. me trying to control temple. <laughs> and then guess what, man? We have no turnovers, right? We're all Thanks. great, no so d- we're going to be cool. No we're doubt. Be very cool. No doubt about that. We'll do this
0: again next week. How about that? At the week one of the NFL, we'll bring you back, if that's okay, Michael.
4: Yeah, let's do that. Let's Let, do that. Okay. I'm ready for tomorrow, and I'm ready for Sunday, man. And I wanted to tell you guys, thank you for bringing me back, man. But this documentary, which yeah. I call a docu film, is um, it's necessary. It's for any young buck who can um, see what it's like to become successful. But more importantly, no matter how far you travel, never forget where you come from. Do something for somebody else, even if it's the kids. You know, doing any type of giveaway, rather than Thanksgiving, rather than Christmas, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, any some type of give back you could do in your community. It goes a long way because it's inspiring. Somebody else is your fan, they have your jersey, they brought your record, you know, they're watching you and they just need somebody to follow. And it's your calling when you're successful to throw it back. No doubt. That's all this documentary is about is no matter how far I travel, my love for Boston runs deep. My love for Roxbury runs deep, And I'm just a project kid from the city who just never forgot where he come from. And I just encompassed it in the whole documentary. No doubt. And I think um, the world received it, man. So I'm on the number one show. I had a number one doc, man. And I'm batting two for O today. And I, and I can't <laughs> wait to come back next week, baby. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll definitely do that. Hey, Michael, you have a good one. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Say less. I'll let you later. Sounds good. Michael Bivens, entertainer, entrepreneur, a legendary guy from New Edition to BBD. We had our fanboy moment here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Another piece of the Rams puzzle falling apart. When do they start tanking? That's next on ESPN Radio.
4: The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
0: He's Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, series section Channel 80, as well as in. It's the time for the Rams to tank, Harry, because Sean McVay was ruled out. He's ruled out Cooper Cup for Sunday's regular season opener, and they also said he would not, would not rule out placing him on in injured reserve. Is it time for the Rams to tank?
1: They might want to do that. Go ahead and get some collateral. If you got to trade players, go ahead and trade them. See what you can get back, draft pick wise or whatnot. A heavy quarterback draft uh, coming yeah. out class coming out in two thousand and twenty four. See what you can shake. See what you can make. Uh, do what you got to do.
0: And maybe trade Aaron Donald and get some futures capital mm. if you're the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sure Caleb Williams would rather the Rams tank instead of the Cardinals tank where he could leave USC and stay at home and play for the Rams. But staying in Los Angeles, sorry, staying in California, one football player is not going anywhere known as Nick Bosa. waiting to hear the deal he signed. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also
1: watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.